Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm Sarah Germain Lilly. And I'm Sean Stefanik. And on our show today, Gag Perspectives, Then and Now, Radio Gag remembers some of the earlier gag actions and campaigns and the impact on the conversation around gun violence prevention after the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida, which sparked the group's founding. We review some of the victories and some of the events between then and now that have led to an unprecedented coalition of activists and elected officials united to end the epidemic of the gun violence in our country. Wrapping up the show, listeners can receive a copy of Parkland, Birth of a Movement by best-selling author Dave Cullen for a $60 donation to support WBAI or by becoming a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Go to give to WBAI.org. 212-209-2950 is the number to call. Again, that's 212-209-2950. Up next, gagger Shep Wannan talks about one of the first gag actions at BlackRock and also reflects on his past six years as an activist with gag. <laughs> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Sean Stefanik, and I am here with Shep Wannan, my fellow gagger and awesome partner in gag crime and mischief. We are here talking about some of the earlier days of actions with Gays Against Guns. So, Shep, how, when and how did you get involved with Gays Against Guns first? Well, it was uh, June 12, 2016, when I heard about the, the massacre in Orlando at the Pulse nightclub which at the time was the largest massacre in American history. That was on a Sunday. Two weeks later, on June 26, there was our regular Gay Pride March. And uh, I'm involved in many groups, so I usually don't go to just one group. I float around. And at the start of the march, I saw all these amazing people dressed fabulously with amazing colored T-shirts saying gag. And I said, this is the group for me. So my first encounter with them was at the, their, first, their first public um, uh, event, the, the march, and um, I stayed with them since. So um, I wasn't at the very beginning, but almost. So uh, once you uh, found this group, this amazing, fabulous group of people who had a cause against guns and gun violence, what was the first action you partook with them? The first one I remember was in... Um, uh, 2017, the winter spring of 2017, where we protest, protested at the headquarters of BlackRock. And um, BlackRock is one of these amorphous organizations. What they are is um, an American multinational investment management corporation located in New York City. And they uh, fund and uh, gun manufacturers and uh, so that's who we were protesting, and we did it indoors. We had a big die-in, and uh, we made a lot of, uh, of a lot of fuss about it. And I think it was very successful. I, I think it also got media attention. 
That's very true, especially considering uh, basically there have been a lot of victories that we've seen. There has been the settlement of $73 million by Remington to the families of the victims of the Sandy Hook massacre in uh, Newtown, Connecticut. And we've also seen some other victories, such as uh, companies like FedEx dropping their ties with the NRA. Uh, what, what are some of the other companies that uh, we saw that happen with as well in the time since, uh, since well, GAC started? Well, we were protesting um, a lot of companies were already dropping um, they were they used some of them gave uh, discounts to if you're an MRA NRA member and we once had an evening we were protesting three four separate companies uh, one was FedEx one was Wyndham Hotels and um, can't remember the other two <laughs> and uh, but basically they all they all gave in and they all stopped um, giving any kind of discounts to um, to gun owners and members of the NRA, except for FedEx. That was the last one. And we uh, did a lot of protesting in front of all their many stores in New York City. And ultimately, they uh, they caved in also. And um, that was, what was that? That was 2019. 2019, right, yeah. 2019. Yeah. So, uh, so that was a success. But, um, you know, our successes are, um, they come with the efforts of other groups. Um, you know, March for Our Lives, which came out of the Parkland High School massacre. So we, we work with other groups, and together, collaboratively, we do make change. And now um, gun violence, gun control, is something that the whole nation's talking about. And um, we're glad of that, and I don't know if... I think I had something to do with it, but we're not the only ones who are fighting this, uh, this kind of uh, scourge in our country. We definitely aren't, and actually uh, going back to GAG really really setting the tone for some of this after the Pulse Massacre, there were... Uh there were there were there was a very especially in in this pandemic there's been a lot of you know the numbers have fallen since the, the pandemic but i've seen in a lot of footage that there was just an, a massive amount of a response with gays against guns especially in the first year or year and a half uh, can you describe what the climate of that response was like in meetings and at actions at our meetings and our actions oh yeah well we've gotten a lot of people to join and uh, but we're still a, a kind of a small crew but we have, we have a lot of talent. We have a movie coming out. We have people who are fabulous uh, graphic artists. And um, since the very beginning, we've developed uh, the, uh, what we call the human beings, people dressed up all in white, holding a placard with the name of a person whose life was taken by guns. And these people are just like uh, silent, and they just stand witness to uh, the victims from gun violence in our country. And... Um, yeah, so I, I think we're like, um, we're kind of in the forefront of all this stuff, um, this uh, desire to control guns uh, in this country. And everyone's talking about it. It's a platform for the Democratic Party. And um, here in New York, our uh, new mayor, uh, Eric Adams, is a former uh, cop, and he's uh, concerned about it. He met with our new governor. Um, Kathy Hochul, and he even met with the president. And uh, so it's very hopeful that we're going to uh, attack this from all ends to uh, control this. Um, lately in New York, and I've heard in other big cities in our country, there has been so much gun violence. It's absolutely unbelievable. 
and it's just it's totally out of hand at this point. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's because people are feeling uh, anxious because of the COVID-19. I don't know what it is, but there's a, there's a lot of gun violence now. It is. It's a very scary situation, especially since the pandemic hit. But uh, we are still here and there is definitely a big, it, it would seem with uh, a lot of the wins that we've had, such as the Remington settlement of $73 million and companies like FedEx dropping ties with the NRA. Would you say there is certainly, definitely a considerable change in the upward direction since gags, you know, start almost six years ago? Oh, yeah. But even before all this, there's always been a majority of Americans wanted reasonable gun, gun control. Even NRA members, the majority wanted. It's something that the people want. And um, for some reason, the Republican Party doesn't. But um, I, think we're, I think we're making headway. People don't want, you know, you know, it's not only children in school and in high school and elementary school and on college campuses. It's people who go to churches or synagogues or mosques. People who go to country music festivals, people who, who go to movie theaters. I mean, it's kind of ubiquitous. Anywhere you go, you can be a target in this country. And interestingly, as we know, it's only this country. So GAG um, has several members who used to be an ACT UP. We use many ACT UP methods to get our point across. But the only difference is there will never be an, a GAG chapter in any country on earth. This is a uniquely, strangely American disease. I would say so. And in being a disease that is seriously, you know, constricted to our country alone, we definitely still have our work cut out for us. Thank you so much, Shep. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show here on listener-sponsored, commercial-free radio, WBAI 99.5 FM. We are here every Tuesday at 2.30, bringing you the latest in gun violence prevention movement news. And now on Radio Gag, Sean Stefanik interviews one of our most fierce and prominent GVP activists, Sunny Moon. So, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Sean Stefanik. I'm here with the fabulous Sunny Moon. Sunny, thanks for joining with us today. Of course. It has been such an intense roller coaster ride in the past two years. There's been a lot of ups and downs with the uh, gun violence prevention fight and with the movement at large, but we have also had some recent victories. But uh, with Gag Perspectives, which is this week's show, I was uh, wondering if we could get uh, your opinion on a few things, Sunny. How and when did you first get involved with Gays Against Guns? Um, I'm not exactly sure exactly when I got involved, but it's been about I would say about five years, so probably a year after the Pulse shooting. Yeah, yeah, that'd be about five years ago. Uh, uh, how exactly did uh, GAG cross your home front? Um, so I've been involved in gun violence prevention for about eight years, and I've been very active with the group Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. So I'm all, you know, so I'm just aware of what's going on. And living in New York City, you couldn't help but to notice GAG if you're in the gun violence prevention world. And so I knew that they were doing a lot of um, direct action. Um, and, and I had seen some of the direct action. I wanted to participate in a group that did uh, some direct action in addition to the volunteer work that I did for Moms Demand Action. 
Gotcha. So, uh, so what exactly did the action entail? Was there anything in specific that you did, or were you a, a side viewer, human so being? So, I um, it was close to where I lived because I lived in the area. I lived downtown where all the government offices are, and I brought my son, and it was probably his first direct action, and that's why I remember it as well. And so, we held up signs and we passed out pamphlets. And we talk to people who are walking by because I think a lot of times with direct action, it's about getting noticed and letting the local people walking by know what's going on. So I think that a lot, I think that people are a lot more um, accepting of gun violence prevention and it's not as polarizing unless you're in an extreme area. Like I, I, like I think Moms Demand Action is much more moderate in terms of, you know, the things it stands for compared to like Gays Against Guns. Um, but even like wearing a mom's demand action hat, um, you couldn't always do that, but now you can do that. And I think now with gays against guns, we do direct action and we have brought it into the more like culturally, it's kind of cool, which is kind of a ridiculous thing to say, but you know, it's um, because, but it is important because, um, with lots of things that are public health, society, culture, all of that plays a role. And so by making gun violence prevention, something that's you know, something that people want to engage in that's seen as like uh, an interesting thing to be involved with. I think that that's, you know, that helps us draw in more people to the cause. I think you're right. It, I think it definitely does. And it also, it draws in people to us and it also gives other people that motivation or the incentive to find their own voice in the movement. So I, I do think that that, that culturally, I, I think you're right. I think it is cool, actually. And I do wear my buttons and my shirts everywhere, even when it's not at a gag meeting or at a gag action. So, so yeah. Yeah, and, well, and, because and, we are we are in a culture war, because the right wing has been waging a culture war before a lot of us actually realized it was happening. That by them associating manhood with owning guns, which is ridiculous, and you, you know, and a lot of the racism that they use is part of the culture war. And yeah. so we have to do our part to fight that. Um, you know, it's it's you know we have to make changes to legislation. We have to elect um, candidates, but it's also part of this is a, also a cultural war. And I think that's something that Gays Against Guns is very good with as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I can certainly say for me personally, it, you know, there, there's nothing like finding a voice in that. And uh, really quickly, I would, uh, would, would you say that uh, we have, things have been considerably better uh, in the past few years, I would say, uh, as a result of a, of a lot of uh, gun violence prevention movement, not just GAG. I mean, I, I would like to think GAG has a very big hand in, um, in uh, the uh, situation such as FedEx and other companies dropping ties with the NRA, and even more so the, uh, the recent uh, $73 million uh, settlement that uh, the fa families of the injured members of of the uh, Newtown shooting are getting well, from Redmond. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, it also, because we can't get any federal laws passed, if you're actually looking at on the ground what's happening, um, you know, we've been waging battles at the state level and local level, but mostly at the state level across the country. And, you know, in some of the red states, you know, uh, you know just keeping them from uh, passing more crazy laws is, is, is a victory. But in New York, we passed like nine gun safety laws. Um, when we had a majority in the assembly and the uh, state senate, and when we had um, Cuomo, you know, was, you know, he definitely got like his issues. But as far as signing legislation to um, 
promote gun safety, you know, we passed a gun storage law in New York State. We passed um, a red flag law in New York State. We passed a ghost bill law in New York State. Like we passed a bunch of laws. And 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 just like you mentioned with Sandy Hook, um, you know, that was a very big deal because there's a federal law that protects the gun industry from product liability lawsuits. But as we saw with Sandy Hook, we can get around that if the lawyers are smart. And New York was the first state to actually pass a law that tries to circumvent that same federal protection. It's called the PLCCA. But New York passed a law to take away that protection that the gun industry has. And now California is following New York's um, lead and also passed a law to make it easier to sue gun manufacturing companies. We, all of this didn't happen overnight. Our gun violence crisis and it's not going to be overnight that we fix things and sometimes it's very hard to be optimistic but if you actually look at what's going on we have made strides and you know it could be a lot worse um if the nra had its way there would be you know every state would be like open carry no permits uh, you know that's what would be happening yeah no, absolutely. It, it's very terrifying. I, I, we, we certainly, I certainly have learned to, I think as we've all learned to in this movement, you know, take the wins as well as keep moving forward as we have. And so it's been a very, it's been a very productive uh, four years for me, I can certainly say, as well as us all. Yeah, it's a so. marathon. It's not a sprint. That's right. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, onward we march because we definitely still have uh, work to do. So, yeah, thank you, Sunny. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been very, yes. very It's wonderful. always a pleasure speaking with my gag friends and especially with you, Sean. Thank you so thank much you. for interviewing me. Absolutely. I can't wait All to right. see you at the next action. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You can hear even more of our conversations on Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show podcast. To find out more about working with us, please go to gaysagainstguns.net or follow us at Gays Against Guns New York on Facebook and Instagram or Gag No Guns on Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our website to learn more about our meetings and actions. Or come to a meeting. Here in New York, we meet this Thursday, February 24th at 7 p.m. and on Zoom. We also will be meeting in Manhattan on person at the LGBT Center on 13th Street. And remember, all are welcome to come to gag meetings. So listeners, your monthly contribution of 5 to $25 can really help keep Radio Gag on air here at WBAI and to keep the issue of gun violence in front of the public and on our elected officials. Just go to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Sean, I remember when you and I first met at a gag meeting. August 2nd, 2018. I'll never forget the date. It was it was quite an experience. Right, right, right. I was really looking for some activism with um, around singing. And I had encountered Sing Out Louise already. And you were looking for a place to put your activism, especially around gun violence prevention, right? 
It's true. It's true. After this whole slew of uh, massacres, you know, ranging from the, the Pulse, naturally, and then to Las Vegas and, you know, to Parkland. And after Parkland, I had had it and I was angry. And at the same time, I was also tr trying to be more connected with my community and my people, you know. And when I went to that gag meeting, it all just, it all led down that same road. And, and yeah, then there was the resistance choir you were putting together. And and this was all happening as Radio Gag was first, you know, coming together as well. So it was really kind of this lightning in a bottle moment. Yeah. And WBAI has made that possible for Gag. And Radio Gag has had so much influence on the movement and on networking and on us giving a voice to different groups from Moms Demand Action to Everytown to the Soul Box Project to Teachers Unify, Guns Down, Change the Ref, the list just goes on and on of ways that we've been able to pull this movement together, keep it together, but mainly to give a voice to educate people so that they know that there's hope and we don't have to just keep sitting around waiting for more people to die. We can change this situation. Yes, we absolutely can. I often think of the gun violence prevention movement as a conversation in and of itself. And it is a conversation in which anybody who can get involved may be surprised at the voice that they have in this, because I know that I never expected to have such, you know, a very persistent voice in this conversation and presence in this movement. And it's been a very beautiful, rewarding experience, to say the least. Well, listeners, all this is to say that WBAI is commercial-free, public-run, public-inspired radio and, uh, and a voice for gun violence prevention, for all kinds of social movements from climate to racial justice to just exposing our social structure and really explaining to us why our lives in America are the way they are and giving us, giving us a way to work for change. If these are things that you believe in, and I know they are because you're listening to our show, support WBAI, support Radio Gag. And tonight you can receive a copy of Parkland, Birth of a Movement by best-selling author Dave Cullen for a $60 donation to support WBAI or become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Go to give to WBAI.org if you're interested in the premium, make a one-time contribution and look for Parkland, Birth of a Movement. That's at give numeral to WBAI.org. Or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Again, that's 212-209-2950. Well, now it's time to finish the show. Thanks for listening, and we are back next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows at any time on the WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. Thank you so much to our Radio Gag team. I'm Sean Stefanik. I'm Sarah Lilly. Special thanks this week to Sean, Sonny, and Shep for being on the show. 
Thanks for listening and have a great, safe day. We leave you now with our fabulous political singing quartet, Sing Out Louise. Well, I think it would be nice if we could break your lobby. Cause no, not every lobby knows how to lobby like you. No. And you never think twice before you take our dreams away. Well, we say the NRA and all the cash you blew. Oh, yeah, you bought a Congress for 20 million and then the White House 30 million more. Well, you can spend your heart out a billion zillion. We don't care about your money. We are showing you the door. Because we got to have faith. We got to have faith. Oh, yeah, we got to have faith, the faith, the faith. We got to have faith, the faith, the faith. Baby, we won't go back to yesterday. So please, 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 sashay away. You are giving us the blues. Baby, we're going to break the money chain. Then we won't have to feel the pain of another day loaded down with a lot of bad news. Just watch this river become an ocean. Listen, do you hear that mighty roar? Yeah, baby, we'll keep resisting your evil notions. We have had it up to here and we are showing not one more. Cause you gotta have faith. We gotta have faith. Oh yeah, we gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. We gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Ah.